All right, this week on One More Pass, we cover the NFC least, as hey Rob yo. likes to call him. We I co- was the first one. I'm going <laughs> to TM that one. <laughs> TM R with the circle around it. We also cover the New York Jets. Why in the hell is Adam Gase still there? We have no idea. And then we have some pretty good pod dammits. But Rob has a special spin on his pod dammit that you will have to listen to. Yeah. To a find pod, out. A pod feel, damn it. Can, pod you, damn can it. you go back in and, and put, you know, the masters that really like pretty acoustic guitar? Can you go back and put that underneath? Actually, yeah. Rob doing that because it's such a, it's such a, a positive moment. I will do that. That sounds great. That'll be awesome. Great production note, Joey. So are y'all ready to get it going? Yep. More than ready. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast, week 13. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Go rate and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And to guys, another week in the NFL wrapped up. Apparently, we have the Baseball World Series coming up, which is insane. Yeah. Plus, maybe we can talk about the tremendous Braves collapse here yeah, in well, conjunction with the Atlanta just, uh, sports yeah, franchises. Just, just keeping the Atlanta tradition of just choking it right down. Mm. One one, but one had to be sacrificed. And sorry, Bravos fans, it's another year of ouch. Not going to the World Series. I was actually getting excited. I was like, okay, because I was peeking in and and I saw that once. I think it was Game Five when (laughs) when the Dodgers scored like eleven runs in that first inning. Yeah, yeah. Here this one's done. Here, this is where it starts. Right here. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Joey Sanchez, dude, how was your week this week? Was it good? Do you work? I did well. We actually, yeah, I was, uh, I was up in Bowling Green. That's right. Uh, not, not for show. Not for show. No, no, unfortunately. No. Uh, my daughter, my my second oldest daughter, toured uh, Western Kentucky University. Have you guys spent much time in Bowling Green or no? Uh, it's a pretty cool. It's a cool little town. I, years ago, like when I was in college and just out of it, playing in bands and stuff, would, there was a couple of clubs I used to play up there. But I haven't been there in years. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the university is rated like one of the top 10 prettiest schools uh, in the country. And uh, yeah, it was, I'll spare you all the details, but it was really enjoyable. Kind of got out of the house toward the school, tried to find out if I could get a degree in a couple months. <laughs> it turns out, no, can't get one that fast. I uh, think uh, it technical Institute is a, yeah. Well, I was like, do you have like, do you have a, Argosky. do you have a fast track to another career? And the only, problem is I need to be in it and working and successful by January. And I haven't gotten a response yet. I sent that email to the admissions email address. Um, but no, it was fun. It was kind of, kind of nice leaving the house, getting out of town. I drove a little different than being in the tour bus. Yeah. Um, but it was great. And then got to watch, uh, university of Kentucky Gosh. destroy the Vols. My oldest goes, goes there. And, uh, I have become a a fan by association. And it was, uh, they're, they're pretty fun to watch. That was the first time they've beaten UT in Knoxville in like since 84. Yeah. They kept saying, they kept playing. I I, uh, I just, that I hadn't heard that. And I was like, wow, that's astounding. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. They, they, they kept playing, uh, wake me up before you go, go coming back because <laughs> that was the number one song. They showed footage of, of uh, them carrying the coach off when they won in 84 and, 
half the guys had mustaches. Oh. The college players. Yeah, so that was that a big, shows how long it's been. Mustaches and those big neck rolls and the huge shoulder pads yes. that were back then. Yeah. My favorite, uh, that reminds me of my favorite thing that I saw this weekend is uh, the Arkansas and Ole Miss game towards the end of the game. Oh. I guess Arkansas had it in hand and they were playing the Baby Shark song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually saw <laughs> because that. Because they called, you know, they yeah. call themselves the... Oh God, that was, that was so good. Like, welcome back to the SEC lane. We've oh missed, yeah. We've missed you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So good. So between that and then, uh, the Broncos getting a pretty impressive win on the road True. in New England and then a doubleheader football on Monday night. I think you texted last night. Like I could get used to football starting at 4 PM. On it a was Monday. awesome. I didn't realize it was starting at four. I thought, okay. Cause I was working. I was like, Hey, if I get home a little after six, I'll get to catch. But no, it was at four. Yeah. Cause they had kind of tiered them. I yeah, think so it, one yeah, ended, this one was, and it makes sense. So they didn't overlap, but I was like, oh. because what, like there was no West coast teams playing. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think uh, they moved right. that they game both, before. That's right. Cause the, the Buffalo game was in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo? but, uh, but, uh, last night was awesome having football on at four o'clock, which I mean, like in my mind, actually, this is a good question to, uh, to bring around to kind of touring the town that I would like to live in. Uh, like if I didn't have to live in Nashville for our job, because let's face it, you know, for some reason, the country music industry is really weird. Most people live here. You have to live here. It's kind of a requirement of most gigs, you know, like unless you're on a big amphitheater, Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett kind of a thing. But, you know, pop gigs, you can essentially live wherever you want. You can get called to fly in. You just tour for a certain amount of time and it's great. But, you know, like if I could live in any other town besides this one right now, like I would live in San Diego. And of course, in my mind, football obviously would start like earlier in the day because of West coast time. And, and uh, the weather yesterday was beautiful. Football started at four o'clock. And of course I'm just thinking, I just feel like I'm in California, just living the dream right now. Yeah. Yep. So Joey, what town would you want to live in if you didn't have to live in Nashville for uh, music? Ooh, that's a good one. Honestly, I, I don't, I think back up in the Northwest yeah. would be, I love Seattle. I don't, I don't think I could handle like the Hawk Fridays and the, just the, <laughs> yeah. the lime green or the fluorescent green everywhere. That would legitimately be tough to handle, but also, um, the Northeast. I really, really like Boston. Mm-hmm. I would love to try, uh, living in New York city for a little while. Same. Yeah. Um, I think that would be awesome. So yeah, I would say kind of the, but San Diego is San Diego might have the best weather in, mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Uh, Robbie podcast. <laughs> I th- yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a San Diego fan. It, yeah. I, I have some friends of mine that live in La Mesa, which is right outside of there. And yeah, I love it. Uh, I also like the mountains. I do like the Pacific Northwest a lot. I don't think I'd want to live right in Seattle, but I do love that area. I'd like to be up in the mountains somewhere. I don't know, maybe somewhere outside, like maybe close to Asheville. Some of those little towns out there up in the mountains are really nice. But yeah, San Diego is definitely, it is, if I could afford to live there, tacos, that weather. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that we can all agree that, I mean, like Nashville's cool, but like whoever decided to just make a town here with all the swamp and just terrible weather, hotness during the summertime. Yeah. And plus, yeah, we just kind of have to live here, but like Nashville's cool. But so Rob, how was your uh, week? It was great. I was actually on the road this weekend. You were? Yeah. I went to go visit my family in Louisiana. <laughs> Psych. I knew that where that joke was going. Yeah. And it was still hilarious. That's yeah. Rob Mitchell yeah. for you. Pulling the, pulling per- the dad Perfect joke. delivery. Pulling the pulling the dad joke arrow out of the quiver for you guys. Special, especially for Joey. Zelda. Um, yeah. Went to see the family. Ate like a complete asshole the entire time. So didn't get to watch a lot of football, but got some quality time with the fam and my, my best friend down there. It was good. So gumbo, oysters, some etouffee. 
Do you have no etouffee? etouffee. Uh, first night I was there, definitely had gumbo and oysters, charbroiled oysters. If you've never had oysters, if you love oysters, raw is still my favorite. But man, if you can get grilled charbroiled oysters, a little uh, garlic and some Parmesan on top. Oh man, yeah. that is good eating right there. Um, had some jambalaya, uh, French market, got some, uh, uh, not French market, beignets. I don't know why I call them French market down here. Uh, beignets, there's a little place down there I, tr- I try to get to every time I'm home. It's funny, I went to lunch with my friend the other day. I went to this little Asian fusion place called Chow Yum Fat. If you ever get to Baton Rouge, go to Chow Yum Fat. It is fantastic. One of the best meals I've had probably in the past five years. And my sister was with us. She's like, you want to go get beignets? And I'm just like, I'm so stuffed right now. Of course, we went to Coffee Call, this little yeah. coffee beignet place, and ate there. You know, I'll just have a couple and just proceeded to put myself into a diabetic food coma, mm-hmm. but it was great. Yeah. Nice. Uh, quick question. Have y'all played that radio show that is also the big beer and oyster festival in uh, like Mobile, Alabama before? I don't, that doesn't sound familiar. I don't, I don't think so. I'm I've pretty played, sure like it's Mobile, but like it's somewhere in Alabama. I've, I've played in Mobile a couple times, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Cause like it may be like Orange Beach somewhere down there too. That sounds more like it. Yeah. So there's this radio show that is a beer and oyster festival as well. Okay. And the bands play it. I mean, because what, like we headline at like four o'clock in the afternoon, super hot. I mean, like the show is terrible just in terms of just weather and just sweaty. It was just a not a pleasurable experience. But during the day, you know, like they have, you know, like an oyster competition and festival with like all these booths and stuff. And like they literally just gave the band like, all right, boys, here you go. And like they gave us like a stack of like 50 tickets each to go around to all these oyster tents to pretty much like go rate and vote on these oysters. So a big pack of tickets for oysters, a big pack of tickets for beer as well. So that was, well, actually uh, probably the show is not a good experience. Yeah, I was about we to say, that was probably a pretty, uh, <laughs> not a very robust, robust set that night. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. And typically when you, if you play a festival or a fair or anything and they hand you like a stack of vouchers, it's mm-hmm. usually bad news. Cause yeah. it's like, you know, Oh, we have the best, uh, Best barbecue you ever had? Best barbecue right over there. You know, Loretta May, she makes the best peach <laughs> cobbler. I'm like, I want to throw up. Yeah. Um, but that actually sounds pretty legit. The best oysters I've ever had because, you know, like, of course, when you, like you just had raw oysters, you had oysters, Rockefeller, you had like all these different types of, you know, categories, you know, for the show. And it was, dude, it was, I was stuffed. Thank God. Like we got done at what, 530. I was packed up by six. We didn't leave until midnight until the next gig. So of course we just kept going to town that whole day. So that was one of the most fun or just, I guess, one of my fondest memories of, of touring last year. So we'll probably get to do it again in 2023, mm, but that's fine. I miss yeah, you. Yeah, things work out. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Second half of 2024. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, you know, once- Well, November 4th, the virus is going to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that. right. I yeah. to say that. Fuck. <laughs> I, need so, uh, to book, I need to book a bunch of plane tickets for some vacations and, you know, yeah, I forgot that it was going away in two weeks. Yeah. So- uh I guess this is your weekly reminder to uh, go vote, please. It's very important. I tried to this morning. I got up early. Rob did. Uh, Rob texted us. And yeah, said, I didn't actually get to vote because when I got there, it looked like a Russian bread line from 1953 <laughs> because it was like, there's no way. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm looking at a minimum of two hours in this line. And I was like, because I got up extra early to go wait in line. I got, the, I got there like at 745 thinking, eh, you know, if I'm here an hour. That's fine. I, got, I wanted to go to Home Depot, do some other stuff before I came here. And I was like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. I knew it was bad when I pulled up. It's at a, it's at the library over here in Hermitage. 
And there was already just like a line of red lights just turning into the parking lot. I was oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, like the one off Central Pike? Yep. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to pick another time mm-hmm. to go. So I think it might be open this Saturday, so I'm going to have to get up like extra early and just go take my deck chair and just... It does <laughs> yeah. move. We, we went yesterday and uh, we voted at the Edmondson Library right on Edmondson Pike. And the line went all the way down the street. Um, but I think we went through in a little under an hour because they do, you know, there's so few things on the ballot, I guess. I mean, it, it goes pretty quick Yeah, and it was, um, and the weather was nice and people seemed to be excited to yeah, if you be voting. Don't have any idea who you're voting for at this point, even if it's like your local councilman or your, you know, your state representative. Yeah. You should probably, probably figure that out by now. If yeah. You- uh, Rob, don't get caught off guard. You know, you have to scroll through all the candidates. I was just going to say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then like, once you get to the, cause once you get to the bottom of it, like the last presidential candidate, like is actually Kanye West still. Yeah. So don't get caught off guard by that because of course, you know, cause I'm just like, okay, cool. I, you know, like, I just have to scroll down. Oh yeah. I'll I have to back to the top. I saw him on there. And then I'm, you know, of course I go down, I'm like Kanye West, what the fuck? And then, yeah. and then just, was, oh no, no, no. Then I go back up and I'm like, yeah, fucking. Well, I hit, I couldn't hit Biden fast enough. And, and then I, I was just staring at the screen, making sure I did it right. Yeah, and I yeah. should have listened to the instructions. I was so excited to vote. And then I hit next and this thing came up. It was like, you have not, cause you, you actually have to go through each page. Yeah. You have to see everybody. And then I was like, Oh God, did, yeah. I, did I do it? I mean, imagine like having to try to tell your friends and people that care, you're like, Oh, it's cool. It, it won't matter in the long run. But I, I did accidentally accidentally voted for Trump. Right. Like, that. <laughs> Dude, like, like I stared at I the gotta box go back. <laughs> that was highlighted for about like a minute. Yeah. And then like I went through everything else. And then like, once I got the thing printed out, I had stared at it again for yeah. another five minutes, just making sure the top was right. When at the end, it's like, are you sure this is final? You know, before you click here, you're like, okay, maybe I should, maybe I should go back and check one more time. Most people, you know, call Joe Biden, Joe, but like on the ballot, it has his, you know, full Joseph name, like Biden. Joseph Biden. So of course I'm just like, Joe, Joseph, Joe, yeah, Joseph, yep. Joe. Okay. I think I'm good. Does not start with a D. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. So we're not afraid of who we talked about that we voted for. So yep. um, yeah, because I want to look my daughter just like Joey, just in the eye uh, when she gets older and to be like, yeah, I didn't vote for a uh, white supremacist, racist asshole who uh, hates women. So just tells him to grab him by the pussy. Sorry, everybody. That's, that's what he said. Those, those are all things that he has said. So yeah, I wanted to look my daughter in the eyes in about 10, 15, 20 years and be like, yeah, I didn't vote for that man. So yep. there you go. All right, let's just get back into sports. So uh, yeah, we had the NFL this past week, week six, right? It's hard to keep uh, up right yes. now. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. all, I was thinking about that on the way over here. It's like, what week is this? It's like, I, I did actually see some pretty breaking news. It just came through on the hotline, AKA I was rude and was looking at Twitter. Chef last time Tom. Rob was talking, it was Schefter. Uh, they named Tua the starter. No shit. It's magic. Who's had a pretty great year yeah. so far. Pretty solid year. I actually had to start him because Dak's leg was destroyed. Um, but yeah, they named two of the starter. That's awesome. I was watching the the Dolphins Jets game, which was awful. The only reason I was watching is to because I needed points from Fitzpatrick, and it was pretty exciting when they put two in on the last. That picture drive. of him going back out by himself to mm-hmm. sit on the oh, yeah. middle of the field was yeah was pretty great. So he is the he's a, good he's, he's a starter. They have a bye this week, so maybe they maybe they that's probably good for want him. to give him two weeks and oh they're starting that, him for the bye and then Fitzpatrick will 
<laughs> yes, he's the starting Sneak. quarterback for the week of practice. Yep. Yeah, Rob, just put Tua in this week for your fantasy lineup. I'm sure he'll get you a lot of points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss that later on. I have a. I was thinking about making my pod, damn it, for Mr. Sanchez over here for telling me to play a freaking garbage can Mayfield. God, that dude. Yeah, that didn't work out. No, it didn't. <laughs> I had. I just had that moment of like, you know, when you get... So I was, I got up that morning, I hung out with my parents and I started driving. I was like, oh shit, I haven't really set my lineup. I pretty much knew 90%, but it was like, man, because of Dak, I just picked up a quarterback because we have a two lead, we have a two quarterback lead. Oh, yeah, that right. So it's like that make injuries makes it even worse. So when you got to go to the, you got to go to the waiver wire, it's like crap. And so he was the only starting quarterback that was like, well, he's starting. He's had an, I mean, he's wildly inconsistent, but it's like, I'll just go ahead and grab him and then somebody else pops up or whatever. But <clears throat> Maybe I'll play Joe because Joe Burrow is my third quarterback. Oh my God. Just he is those those memes that came out right after you oh know, my listing all the stats and the yeah. number of commercials. It's like <laughs> yeah. why why and why did he get loaded down with all the endorsements? Like, why do we have to see him yeah. five times a game? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, he's pretty good in front of a camera, but he sucks. Yeah. Like I can't think of another player in the history of sports that is just an absolute dumpster fire at his game and at his position that his, that is on TV constantly. Yeah. Well, we know the conference he should be the division. He should be playing in oh, yeah. based on that quarterback play. Would yeah. He's, the, he is the NFC East. He's, he's destined. He would be a, he'd be, he's an all pro in the NFC yeah. East, but it wouldn't have mattered. I still, I got curb stomped in my game. Like the guy that I was playing had Tannehill. He literally just everybody he scored, scored more than 20 points. I got, absolutely curb stomp so it wouldn't have mattered so you're safe this week yeah don't yeah i don't take my fantasy advice anymore i Uh, I shan't the reason why baker mayfield there was a lot of commercials and he signed with progressive is because progressives uh world headquarters is in cuyahoga county in ohio which is home of the orange uh, orange uh the, the Blossom Center. Yeah, which is the right. worst, okay, worst that, load in, worst load out, fucking okay. ever. You just have to go through agreed. two double doors and that's it. But but I love the venue. That does make a little bit of sense. Yeah, then. it's outside of Cleveland, so. Uh, but still, what, like one interception, but 10 progressive commercials oh, that air or just, whatever. He is, Stats are great. And I, do la- I do laugh at those. Actually, some, some of those progressive yeah, commercials are pretty a, funny. And he's actually good. He's maybe good in front of the camera. Maybe that should be his new career. Yeah, he he just needs to be, he needs to just Commercial get out, guy. like, just, just, just get out of the league, maybe maybe get into broadcasting or something because he's actually pretty good in front of the camera, but God, he is terrible on the field. He is a garbage pile of a, of a quarterback. Well, I mean, he's just he's and, fucking terrible. And I feel like the Browns, they always do, because they were, were they four and one going into that game? Yeah. They always, you know, there's, and we, I know we've talked about this before. They have so, so many talented players on those team, on the, on the rare, on that team on the rare occasional week when it all hits together, it really does look unstoppable. I mean, you got OBJs on fire. The defense, Miles Garrett seemed like he finally had it together. And then they go out and do what they did against the Steelers. Granted, the Steelers are probably the best defense in agreed. NFL right now. Um, but, and then look, OBJ, OBJ is, is, is already pouting. He's already, tweeting, already yeah. pouting. I'm like, God, going back to my fancy team really quick for Joey, because he loves to hear about my fancy team. I won both my games this week with both teams. I had like, I mean, like I had to get running backs on the waiver wire because Camaro had a buy. Gordon was a, uh, out with DUI. He gave himself a buy. Yeah. Yeah. He gave himself a buy. DUI, <laughs> a DUI strep buy. throat, whatever. <laughs> Do you buy? Do you buy? <laughs> And uh, I won both my games with uh, two running backs totaling 
combined 12 points in each uh, league mm, game. That's impressive. So yeah. Who were your running backs? Uh, I had Jesus Christ. Oh no. Uh, Burkhead for new England. He okay. had like 1.9 yeah. points. And then I had, ne- Oh man. Oh, Frank Gore for the jets. He had 10 points. You, you I was just going to say, I, I, in watching the jets dolphins game, I know we've talked about just what a freak show Frank Gore is and how much we all love him. Do you know that he has a bet with his son? who's playing in college. He plays at, I think his son, is it coastal Carolina? Is that where his son plays? So, yeah. yeah. They have a bet on who can have more rushing yards. And cause Gore had a pretty decent day. Yeah. Gore's only like five yards behind or something. <laughs> Dude, what a freaking stud this guy is. Like he's old enough to have a kid playing college football and playing well. He's playing for the worst football team by far in the league. And he's still just running his ass off. Like yeah. the guy is, I love Frank Gore. Yeah. So talk about the Jets. Why isn't Adam Gase fired yet? Because I think that they're just writing it out just to say, fuck it, who cares? Let's just try to get a good draft pick in here. I mean, even though, I mean, you have Sam Darnold, which I don't think they would take Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I mean, who's to say that? Or maybe they would move on Sam Darnold if they think Trevor Lawrence is the person. But at the same time, it, like, it, you know, yeah, I mean, it just kind of blows my mind that he's not fired yet. But I kind of do see them actually like, yeah, gosh, I actually talk about it now. I, you know, like, I don't see how you can write out the rest of the season with just this dumpster fire going on. So maybe they're trying to get a good draft pick, like number one, but not take Trevor Lawrence. If they believe in Sam Darnold, if they have more of a coaching staff, that's more consistent and better around him. I have no idea, but yeah. And if, yeah, but if what do you they, guys think? I mean, that is possible because if you have the number one and if they, if they do believe in Darnold, which I think the kid has a lot of, a lot of tools and a lot of talent. I'd like to actually see him have a, have a real shot. Um, but if you do have that number one and you trade, you know, trade back, I mean, they could get, they a, could get a, a number ton. of good picks. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, which, if, they, if they don't do that, if, if, if they tank the rest of the season, if they don't do that, 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 that organization's pretty dysfunctional. The, the Johnsons are not known for being a healthy climate <laughs> to that, culture absolutely. to work on, to work within. But uh, yeah, they've, I don't know who their, their GM is, but if, if they've got to, cause I mean, Darnold, he can play. I, I just, I just am totally against putting all the, the eggs in one basket for one. I mean, yes, Trevor Lawrence, I'm not saying he's a generational talent. He could be great. He could be bust. Who knows? But the guy can definitely ball. He can definitely play. He looks great. But again, watching him against Georgia tech, I mean, that, that, that was, yeah. yeah. We might as well just go ahead and pencil in them. Probably Alabama too, for the title game. I was listening to a podcast a while back when they were talking about the probabilities of, of these big blue chip, you know, college, uh, hot shots coming in and getting picked in the first round and, and the, the, the success rate is just so freaking low. It's so low. I, I don't know, man. I'm thinking if, if I'm a, if I'm a GM for that team, I'm like, let's, let's keep Darnold. We need, we need O-line. We need help a lot of different places. Cause that team is, it's deficient in a lot of different areas. It's not just quarterback. Well, and if you, if you watch, so they started Flacco. Yeah. Which he was as, laughing during the game. He was, it? Yeah, he was on the side. I think I texted you guys. So he took a, yeah. he took a 28 yard sack, which is tough to do. He actually was running the other way. Um, not I tough, have a, I, not, I'm not tough if you're, if you're as mobile as he is. I'm not a huge Flacco <laughs> fan, not only because he broke the Broncos heart in the, in the 2013 divisional playoffs it was eight degrees and I was there. I don't want to talk about it. And then he went to Denver last year and, was awful. I mean, there are, he's a very talented quarterback. He was probably the greatest 10 years ago, Delaware quarterback in history, university of Delaware. But it is, I mean, it's embarrassing watching him. He's done. Try to run that offense. 
And then he's he's laughing with his teammates on the sideline, which, you know, I don't know. I, I'm guessing his contract is probably a couple million. So I guess he wants to just keep go ahead and, and doing that. But I think Gase needs to go. Obviously, the season is is a complete loss. I watched most of that game and it there, there's guys out there that aren't even like playing hard or, or they're not even trying. I mean, you got a guy like Frank Gore that's still running his ass off, giving it everything he has, everything he has. There's a few players that are like that, but I think you got to fire him. Even if you hell make your special teams coach interim head coach, just to show the team and the fan base that you actually care about yeah. that team. Cause I agree that if they, if they get Lawrence, these number one, look at what Burrow is as amazing as Burrow is. Look at what he's going through coming into Cincinnati. There's a reason that team has a number one draft pick. And so as talented as you are, and I think Burrow is going to be amazing. And there's the Bengals are a better team than the Jets. They have a better head coach, all that. And he's still, he's showing flashes, but he's also getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. He's getting beat up because the Bengals were the worst team in the league last year. So yeah. If they are trying to tank for Trevor or whatever, that is, I think that's a huge mistake. Not a big fan of that. It's, but yeah, the the probability of him coming in the league, you know, even with Burrow, like I I, I loved, obviously loved watching him play. That that was a, a, that was a season for the ages. But like, man, there's just no guarantee. I mean, he could have, you know, he could still get injured. I mean, it's just the fact that they'll 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 pay those guys ridiculous amounts of money without even taking one snap in the NFL. It's not a totally different game, but it is leveled. We all know. I mean, it's not, I'm not making any kind of great opinion here, but it is a. It's not just a next rung up. It's a whole different ladder. The amount of when you have guys that are 35 and pushing 40 years old that are out there flying around like probably just as fast as they were when they were in their 20s. Man, it's just especially at that position and yeah. being a quarterback. I mean, you, you know, Lawrence can run that Clemson offense in his sleep. Ninety percent of their games are are against trash opponents, and I mean it's not everybody's good yeah. in the he's, NFL. He's, he's not he's not going to see that again ever. Even with the worst team, he's never going to see a Georgia Tech defense. He's just not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not happening. Not in this league. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think that if the Jets get the number one pick and word gets out? Oh, there is some interest in Trevor Lawrence. Do you think he would stay for one more season to not go to the Jets? Was he not a senior? I think he's a senior. Is he a senior? I think, I think senior. he was a junior last year. And okay, it was yeah, a I think big he's, deal that he. Well, never mind that for that. But question. I, but I could. That does bring up an interesting point. Could he pull a? Him. Could he pull a John Elway, Eli Manning? Eli, could he be, say yeah, 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 yeah? Could he be? Because I feel like that hasn't happened in a while. Where he's just like, yeah, I'm yeah, not going for it. I'm not going to go there. I don't think anybody could blame him for not for not doing that. Although I, I really do, I think the new Jets uniforms are pretty awesome. That's definitely a worth. He's a junior. He, he is. is a junior. Wow. Oh, wow. Damn. Guess we should listen to you more, okay. Kyle. I got to look it up for myself. Oh. I, don't, I don't believe you. Oh, well, I mean, I just Googled it. So if you just want to go on Yahoo and look at it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean like, obviously he would be stupid to risk injury in college. But at the same time, it's like you see him play this year and they're killing Georgia Tech, what, 72 to yeah, seven, fourteen, or whatever else. It's just like the the injury scares could come like whenever you're playing in the playoff. Because as we've seen, the ACC is you know kind of inferior when it comes to playing Clemson. You know, I just don't know what you would do if you're going to go to just a historically dysfunctional franchise. And yeah, just like yeah, I mean, just like y'all said with Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati, it's just like I think Trevor Lawrence. It, you know, if he would go to the Jets and get drafted by them, 
that's potentially a worse situation, you know, than Burrow going to the uh, Bengals. But well, and the expectations are, especially if you go into that market. Oh, New York, yeah, going to New York. Insane. The expectations are you you need to start immediately. I, I don't know if you guys have. I'm sure you've noticed as well over the last. It used to be you drafted quarterback in the first round. You give them a year to learn mm-hmm. the system. You kind of groom them. Those days are gone. Like if you're oh, yeah. not if you're not starting them, you need to start them week one. But if they're not by like week two or week three, they're like the expectations are just so high. Yeah. Um, and if you look at someone like Burrow, I just thought of this. It probably makes it even more impressive that he's showed the flashes that he has because he went through it with such a weird off season with COVID. You know, no mini camp, such limited training camp, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Uh, let's talk about potentially maybe the worst division in the history in the history of, of the NFL. Is that is that accurate? You guys think? I haven't spent a lot of time looking it up, but it's it's I mean, it got to be up be there, there right? at least the worst start ever. Yeah. So the NFC East, we saw the Cowboys play last night, and the Cowboys just look, you know, kind of like the New York Jets of the NFC East at this point. You have. A backup in uh, Andy Dalton. You have Zeke just fumbling twice, which was insane. And plus, those fumbles like weren't like a dude coming out of the back punching it out. I mean, like nothing insane. It's just he saw the guy coming and he just fucking fumbled the ball twice. Yeah. And, Why does uh, it seem like the dudes that always like really yoked, like him, can't hold on the ball, and him like Trent Richardson, like those guys that just have really like they can't freaking hold on to the ball. Yeah, no idea. I mean, like maybe they are just so. I mean, like they can't put their arms straight down to where like there's still that gap right there that they can't actually hold on. I have that problem with my arms. Yeah. It's tough to put them. Mm. That's why, that's why I don't lift weights. Oh, is that why you run Because I want to be, be able to hold on to the ball. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. I'm yeah, yeah. Looking, work, waiting for my new career. Yeah. So let's go down this really quick. So we have the Washington football team at one and five. We have the Giants at one and five. We have the Eagles at one, four and one. Mm. And then we have... Now the Cowboys at two and four, two and four, two and four, four. which they should be. They should be one and five. Exactly. That, that freaking Falcons win. Yeah. I mean, we could be looking at, it really should be six games in. It should be four one win teams in that division with the Eagles, (laughs) with the the Eagles Eagles on top uh, top top of the tie. Yeah. So, so I mean like, why is this division so bad? Do you guys think like, is it injuries? Is it just terrible? Just personnel? Is it just all I mean, yeah, yeah, because like I keep trying to rack my brain, you know, like in my lifetime watching football, I've never seen a, a division this bad this early in the season. Because what we were talking about before, the worst team to ever host a playoff game was the Seahawks going seven to nine. What uh, what year was that? Do you guys know? 2010, maybe? Yeah, no, I think, 10 or 11? I think, it was yeah. year, I think it was the year after the Saints won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I think it was Seattle out. and Beast Mode run yeah. Yeah. happened. So, Rob, like, why is this? The division's so bad, do you think? I, I think, well, it's a lot. It, it, I think it's a lot of different factors. I think definitely it's ownership with Dallas and Washington. Yeah. I think it's a trickle down from that. I don't know. It's just, there's no really, you know, Dax out for the rest of the season. There's no really marquee players. Saquon's out for the rest of the season. Um, Nobody, I mean, it, it, you know, if I have to be, if, if I'm a Dallas fan and I hear that Andy Dalton's, you know, on the on-deck circle, that's not, that's like me going to look at the waiver wire every week thinking, Oh, maybe, maybe someone will drop Fitzpatrick and I can get, it's like, no, you're, you, you have, you have literally a, like, what did we say last night before the game? I said, what was the under over on the amount of three, three? Yeah. You know, he, he threw two. So, I mean, you can pretty much count on Andy Dalton throwing at least 
one or two interceptions per game. It's just, yeah, I think Philly, it's injuries. It's a lot of different things. It's just, just a really, like, it's a perfect storm of just complete shitty mediocrity, just all kind of descending on one conference. But the Giants, have, I mean, I I, I was just going to say, I they're actually my dark horse now to win that division. Yeah. Um, I think Jones is is coming along. Who did they play this week? They, uh, they actually hung with them for a while. That's, that's how we have to talk about this division is... Well, they almost won that game or they, <laughs> right. or they looked good. Yeah, They're close. I think just the lack of the, I mean, look at, look at, just look at the starting quarterbacks, especially now with Dak being hurt. Wentz, I don't think anybody can figure out what Wentz is. Yeah. Uh, Washington football team. Who's, I still who's, love that who, name though. I still, oh, I, I still love what, yeah. Who's, they just who, need to keep it. Who started, who started last week? Was it, was it, was well, it, was uh, it Kyle Allen? Kyle, uh, I think whoever, yeah, I think Kyle Allen's still- because they yeah yeah okay and then uh you know Daniel Jones and and, and Andy Dalton and if Dalton start I think the Cowboys are legit in fact I know they are they're zero and six without Dak mm-hmm. like Dak single handedly got them those those two wins losing your starting quarterback you look at someone like the Saints uh, was that last year or the year before. Was it last year when Breeze got hurt and Bridgewater? Yeah, he messed won up every his hand, game. His own hand, so uh, Bridgewater came in. Yeah, those, those are those are few and far between. Typically, yeah. if you lose your starting quarterback, you're gonna, you know, there's a reason the guys behind you are backup quarterbacks. But like Rob said, that 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 conference, that that division, is a total dumpster fire. And yeah, I, I think that the, the Giants are my sleeper pick to win that division. And I do think I know I sent you guys that tweet last night some mathematician or whatever went and figured out that someone could win that division at four and 12, <laughs> which I, which I think would be amazing. I want that to have, I want, yeah, it, I just, I'm all for it. Bring the chaos. Same thing with in college football, like this weekend, like, you know, Arkansas beating Ole Miss and, you know, UT getting stomped, like bring it. I was so, I mean, I was rooting for Man, Georgia. I was rooting for Georgia the other night anyway to win. And they, they hang tough until hung tough until that dude threw two interceptions. But like, yeah, just, Chaos. I like, I want to see the sec championship be like Kentucky and Arkansas, like bring it. Let's, awesome. let's just get, let's burn it down. So I mean, this is a year to do it, man. Yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and same with the NFL. It's like might as well. Let's just, I mean, we're, and we're only a quarter of the ish away at the end. I mean, there's a lot that could go not to be negative and, and pessimistic about things. Cause I don't want it to be that way, but there could be a lot to go wrong, you know, Injuries, COVID, you name it. It's just, it's, it could be a complete freak show the rest of the year. And if it is, I welcome it yeah. gladly. What? <laughs> it, what? It'll be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Least. Yeah. Cause like, I know that we want to see the four and 12 host a, uh, a, a game in the playoffs, but uh, realistically, what record do you think is going to win that division this year? I think probably seven and nine. Yeah. Worst yeah, case scenario, nine. six and 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause like, yeah. Cause like, I think it's going to be a six and 10. Like, I think it's going to be, yeah, like the worst record for a team to host a playoff game. So there's seven, we, they've played six games. There's 10 games left. So Dallas would have to win. I mean, they'd have to be 500 to get to seven and nine. Yeah. Considering, you know, that's, that's assuming that they would win the division. So it's, it, it could be, it could be historic. Yeah. Rob, what do you think? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to pull for, for the giants just because I've looked, I, I thought about picking up Daniel Jones I think he scored over 10 points once this year. So he obviously doesn't have a lot of people to throw through to. I, I don't know. I think I, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with Dallas still somehow figuring it out and winning it at, at, 
seven and nine. Seven even nine. as bad as even as bad as Dalton is, or I should say, inconsistent as he is, he's still the best chance that team. I mean, because he played, he was a starting quarterback for years, so mm-hmm. he's got the experience. And, and they've got offensive weapons. He's there's again that's a, a, their defense is terrible, you know, but offensively they they can make it happen. I was going to say so, that their their receiving core is ridiculous. It's pretty great. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. There's a reason that they can be down by 30 or 25 or whatever. And with quarterback like Dak, that they can make it up Mm -hmm. that fast. And they have Ezekiel Elliott, who isn't my favorite person in the world, but when he holds onto the football, he's great. (laughs) He's not bad. He's he's a, he's a, their offensive line is pretty bad. And they, they're injury wise. They've, they've just been, they've gotten destroyed on the offense. I just, I, I'm always going to cheer against Jerry Jones. Yeah. I I can't stand him. Oh, I I can't stand him either, but I, I just think that team, unless Philly somehow finds, I think, I think, Peterson is definitely the best coach. Yeah, I think he's definitely best coach in the conference. If anybody can figure it out, it would be him. But they've got to they've got to figure something out. They've got to figure out what to do with him and the injuries and everything. But I think Dallas takes it seven and nine, six and ten. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But man, we are. I think we're rooting for the uh, four and twelve. I think that would just be poetic justice to to cap off the year that is twenty twenty. Pod damn it! Pod damn it! Pod damn it! All right, we're back. It's the moment of the week that we all look forward to. It's time for pod. Damn it. Who would like to begin this week's I'll go. Yeah. Joey's I'll go. Got it. I have two. They're quick. They're both football related. Shocker. The hell's bells on third down. <laughs> I know I text you guys about this every week. Just, just stop. Okay. I, I, I don't know who was the first one to do it, but I know that it 90- was the undertaker from WWE. I, th- I, I, I don't know what that, who that is. Uh, you know that I know that name. You I know that know name. Jesus is. Christ! I do man. know. I know. I know who it is. Okay. I know the name. I don't. I don't know if I could pick him out. His theme music is well. I mean, well, I mean like one of the bells rings, then like the lights go out, and people know it's the Undertaker okay. coming out to the ring. Yeah. Well, then the Undertaker must come out on every third down for every <laughs> team in the NFL and college football. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I I would say. I bet 90% of football teams out there are using it. And I don't know if I can hear it even more because there's no fans or hardly any fans, but you know, second down, a guy gets tackled T yards short and you hear (laughs) And once you notice it, I'm, I have a problem. If I notice something like that and it drives me crazy, then it's like, I'm waiting for it to happen each time. And I know it's going to happen. So football, knock it off. Do something else. Everybody knows it's third down. You don't have to play Hell's Bells. This is pro and college. It's pro and college. Okay, it's absolutely both. Okay. You hear it. I think you hear it more in college, but but yeah, I've, it's it needs to stop. And save it for, uh, or how about we just have a nationwide rule? Save it for the fourth quarter. Yeah, save it say for that, yeah. a really big third down. Yeah, but I I was watching. I think it was a college game. Oh no, it was actually a UT Kentucky, and can and. Uh, the Vols are down by, you know, 24, 26, whatever, in the fourth quarter with three minutes left. And Kentucky has a, a third down and they start playing Hell's Bells. I'm like, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll fire them up. <laughs> you just put in a 13-year-old freshman quarterback. Um, and then along those lines, I'm a little bit pissed off at you, Kyle, for bringing this up about how long college football games are. But because now that's another thing I know. Now you notice it, don't you? Yeah. It's four, four hours is, I feel like, is becoming the average. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It stops 
so much. Yeah, I think I texted you guys Saturday night that uh, the the Georgia Alabama game I think went to halftime like just after nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was two hours. Yeah, it took <laughs> two like, hours, and then halftime and it, is twenty minutes. You it was know? exhausting. Yeah, it was almost nine thirty before the third quarter started. You can go out for a run, do some laundry, take a nap, make dinner, and then the second half is starting. It's 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 too it's way too freaking long. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah, because in the normal world. You know, right now we would be playing shows on Saturdays during the fall, which means college football's on. And I know like there's some people on our bus, their team's playing the uh, later game at night. They're just like, oh, should we, oh, do we have to go play the show, man? I don't want to miss the game. And I just always say, trust me, it's 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 still going to be it's on. Gonna be on. It's going to be on. It's still going to be on after we get done, yeah. you know, about two hours later. It's like, oh, no. And then, well, then, of course, like we get on the bus, it's like 10 o'clock at nine and it's only in like in the like middle of third quarter. We're just like, yep, told you to be on. So yeah. We just cut all the, I mean, we just cut out all the bullshit. So, so college football, nobody's touring right now, except worship guy that, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to start on that again, but so anyway, make, make the games faster. Yeah. No hell's bells. Make the games faster. Joey out. Joey's out. Rob, do you want to do yours or do you want me? No, I'll go ahead and go. I, I want, before I do my pod, damn it, just give a couple quick shout outs to, uh, to two non-football related personalities. Uh, Joe Morgan passed away last week. Yeah. Probably, if not the greatest, one of the greatest second basemen to play on probably one of the greatest baseball teams of all time. They won the Cincinnati Reds. He was a second baseman. They won, I think it was 75 and 76. They won back-to-back World Series, beating the beating the um, Red Sox and Yankees. Those teams, if you ever get a chance, get on YouTube, go watch highlights. They're just... Fun to watch. Great team. David Concepcion, like that whole, those, those teams were so fun to watch. He was a great player. Passed away last week. Second thing I, guy I wanted to mention, uh, I know you guys aren't huge hockey fans, but Doc Emmerich mm. announced his retirement. Do yourself a favor. Just the, the guy, he's, he is like, he's like Madden, Summerall. He's like all those dudes, Costas wrapped up into one guy. He was the voice of the NHL. If anything, just go get on YouTube and listen to him commentate during fights. It's the best. It, it is so, <laughs> yeah. it is so life affirming to listen to that guy call, call these fights on the ice. He's fucking great. And it sucks that he's, he's had a great career. I'm sad that he's retiring. There's nobody like him, but I just wanted to give a shout out to him. My pod damn it is actually, I'm going to deviate. It's non-sports related. Um, but I'm going to flip the coin. I'm going to flip the switch on this and call it a pause. Damn it. Because it's positive. I want to give I want to give somebody, I want to give our listeners and most, I think most of you guys are musicians. How long did it take you to, uh, to know that you were going to flip this into a positive this week? Uh, I thought about it on the drive home on, okay. on Sunday because I was listening to most of what I was trying to get football games, like, cause I don't have like satellite radio and I was trying to like pick up, you know, I'm driving eight hours, eight, nine hours. I'm trying to pick up football games. I'm like, screw it. I'll just listen to music or podcasts. But, um, what I ended up listening to, which I had been listening to quite a bit last week want to recommend a guy named Christian James Hand. He is a, um, he's a, just kind of an all around dude. He's been in the, he's been in the music industry for years, been a DJ. He's been a tour, tour manager. I think he was a tech, um, but he's a DJ now. I think he was on satellite radio for a while, but he kind of, he does this thing now. It's called the session on air. You can find him at sessiononair.com or you can go to Instagram at uh, uh, session, this session on air. And basically what he does is he gets these, he gets the stems and the files for these classic songs and he kind of breaks them down. That's not, not, if you're familiar with Rick Beato, it's not one of those like real nerdy, get into the song and look at, you know, what kind of chord inversions they're using on every, it's more of just kind of like listening, kind of pulling back the curtain, 
and listening to how the sausage is made on all these great songs. And so he does a, he's, he's been doing it kind of for years, but he gets on KLOS, a KLOS in Los Angeles. Every it's a classic rock station. I think every Monday morning at nine, he comes on for like a 20 minute. he'll pick a song and they'll kind of go through it. He'll just, he'll start with drums and bass and just kind of diagram and say, Hey, this is what we did here. And he does it in a very uncynical, like the guy obviously loves music. He kind of approaches it the same way. I, I am like, I've heard songs for 40 and 50 years that I still love. And I hear him kind of talking about these things. And it's like, Oh my God, he's, he's a man after my own heart, but he somehow gets all these stem files, these stems and files for all these tracks, you know, everything from like, he even did one for Carly Rae Jepsen the other day. Uh, uh, <laughs> Call me maybe. And oh, you, nice. listen, you listen to how that song is constructed and it's a masterpiece. It's amazing. But he mostly does like old classic rock, you know, eighties, new wave, you know, uh, alternative music stuff, but he's really great. He's, he's a, he's a bit of a raconteur. He's been in the the business for a while. He knows a lot of different people, but he does these daily sessions on Instagram live. He'll do two songs. So he does a little bit longer version of it. It usually starts at one o'clock our time. He lives in LA. So he starts at 11. So, um, but yeah, he'll like last night he did, I think he's been doing them at night too, which is weird. I don't know why, but last night he did a cure song and a pixie song. But like I was driving home the other day and he was kind of dissecting sister Christian by Night Ranger, which is a song I've kind of like, yeah, that was a big tune in high school. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those novelty songs that I've kind of forgotten about. But as he's like listening to each of the isolated tracks, you're just like, fuck, this song is a masterpiece. Like, it's really amazing how they got these sounds and you can hear like the, the you know, and he's like buds with John Mayer. So I guess he's managing him now. So you have all these people that kind of come in, come in and stuff. And there's all these tech guys that say, and he knows a lot. He knows a lot about the songs and the history and he kind of, brings in a lot of anecdotes, but that has been a real like joy for me lately. So I'm passing that on. Check out the session on air.com. Uh, you can go, um, you can listen to all the, the KLS uh, bits that he's done. They're all on SoundCloud or you can listen to him daily or watch him daily. He sits in his apartment and just pulls up these tracks and it's fun, man. He just, he has a, just an exuberance and a child love, childlike love for these songs, which, you know, so I just want to put it out there. I know we got a musicians that are, that are listeners, so maybe they can enjoy it, but I've been enjoying it. So that's awesome. my, that's my pause, that damn it. Yeah. yeah. Like it. He even did wow. Pearl Jam. He, he broke down uh, Jeremy and a couple songs. That's He's, cool. He gets, he, I don't know how he gets all these stems. I don't know how he does it, but uh, it's great, man. He was doing Def Leppard yesterday and you're just listening to like, Mutt Lang was a fucking genius. Mm. Like that dude just knew how to make a song sound great. So anyway, yeah. The session on air, check him out. That's awesome. Yep. Man. How about you, Kyle? Yeah. I guess I have a couple small ones. Maybe two are more just, just general life pod dammits. And then one is sports related. Uh, the first one is uh, if you're in your neighborhood and you have a sidewalk on your side and you mow your grass and you aren't capturing that in a bag on the back or if it's too long that it blows everywhere and it blows on your sidewalk, don't leave it there, please. Can you just sweep it up and put it in your trash can or just take a leaf blower, blow it back in your lawn so I'm not like walking on just dead wet grass, you know, for about like the next week until you mow your grass again. That'd be great. It's just, it's just courtesy because people like to walk and not have to get, you know, grass blades on their, you know, new balances. Agreed. Like, that, one, that one drives me crazy Monarchs? too. Yeah. My Nike Monarchs, you know, like I am a dad now. So, uh, well, you uh, don't want, especially if, it, if it's fresh cut green grass, grass stains. you're going to get grass stains on yeah. those, those, those white new balance badass. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So uh, please uh, sweep, sweep up your grass. Oh, and and this also goes with uh, like if you have branches down from a storm or you have someone to come pick up 
you know, branches and, and stuff like a, a public works person. Like I know, uh, like in Mount Juliet, uh, where I live, you know, like if you call ahead, be like, Hey, I have some branches I need to get picked up. They'll bring a truck. Like I think like maybe like once a month around to, uh, you know, do that. It's a public service for the County. Just don't leave branches on the sidewalk either to where I have to go back down in the road and kind of go back up our, our gutter to get back on the sidewalk. Just it's two feet. Just, just leave it in your grass just so people can walk on the sidewalk. Yeah. Come on. So yeah, I guess that's a boring pod, damn it. Uh, my other one is uh, we were at the zoo again last week and I also noticed that if you have a big ass truck that you don't use for purposes that a big ass truck is used for, like, you know, hauling shit in the back, like all these trucks just look pristine. Like, I don't know why you would want to take up uh, four parking spots with your uh, big truck. But if you're just like, oh, well, I mean, like if they would just have, you know, parking spaces just big enough to where I can park, I wouldn't have to take up four of them. Well, there's a reason like I look around this parking lot and you're the only big ass truck here. Everybody else can fit in the parking spot. Just go park in the back somewhere and just don't be an asshole and just like take up like more than one parking spot around. Every, yeah, come on. It's just, I just don't understand that. Or back into it. I love it when those guys. Or back oh, into yeah, they it. Gotta, the, big, the guys in the huge. You got to back in. They can show you yeah, that they, they can do in. it. Got to love that. You got to sit there for 20 minutes while they do the Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Because I personally don't think, well, I mean- Cause the back end like, isn't just for people with big trucks. I just find people who do that. It's just really weird to me. It's just like, you just pull in and like, it takes less time for you just to back out of the spot. You're yeah. taking more time. Yeah. Just so you want to pull out. I, I honestly don't understand that. It, it saves so much time. Kyle. Yeah. Okay. You know, sorry. When, sorry. When I'm just really annoyed. To go from target to Starbucks or to yeah. the barista parlor. You know, you just need that extra two seconds. Yeah. If you're going to barista parlor. You're just backing in your, your bicycle yeah. though. Like your 10 speed from the eighties. Yeah. Your penny farthing. One of yeah. those big bicycles that has or you have the parallel way. park, which is even worse because people don't know how to parallel park in town. Uh, that's a skill that I actually have kept from playing on Broadway. You know, well, like when I first moved to town is the, the art to parallel parking still got it. Yeah. So, people don't know how to do it. Yeah. I mean, we toss gr- that one growing up, up the, in Seattle, you, you had to, that was on our driving test. Yeah. I did terrible about it, but I mean, when you play crocodile showbox, sit and spin any of these, rad clubs in downtown Seattle. If you don't know how to parallel park, well, now they have million dollar lots everywhere, but you had to parallel park. And yeah. a lot of times you had to do it on a hill. Oh, nice. Uh, with a stick shift. Oh, the really? first car was a stick shift. Joey, you want- did, you, did you just drop some C- Seattle indie cred? On I did. Yeah. Okay, I just, cool. I'm just trying to remind I'm wearing it. I'm wearing a, a blue t-shirt that says Kentucky dad on it. Yeah. <laughs> and Kyle's talking about being courteous of, of your gra- grass, grass clippings. And so I'm just trying to remind myself that at, yeah. at one point in my life, I Your was involved in the Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I was involved in the Seattle club music scene. Yeah, Joe's gonna start talk, talking about sub pop next. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah, I'll wear that shirt next week. Yeah, uh, but uh, but my well, yeah, it's actually same. Uh, this Seattle airport. If we ever go back oh, there again, great. Go to that sub pop store. It's awesome. And plus, the prices are actually really reasonable. It's not overpriced, which is great. And then my one uh, sports related pod, damn it, is a uh, Nick Saban. Okay, like I know that you had three negative tests and like I don't know if your positive test was a false positive because I don't think that was ever told to us. Apparently he had COVID and three days later he coached on the sidelines. Just be socially aware to wear a mask and don't yell directly into the ref's face after having COVID three days prior. Like even though you had three negative tests, it's just not a good look. Frankly, I wish that he would have coached from a box. I don't think that would have mattered like if he's on the sidelines or not. Obviously, like the team is well prepared enough to, you know, not have Nick Saban just scream at him every single time they do something wrong. But Saban, just come on. It's just a bad look. But it's Alabama. It's the South. Apparently, they don't give a fuck about it down there. So, well, and they're taking it as I mean, I've seen 
tweets and, you know, of course, old Kent Travis, um, every, everyone, everyone's just so excited that Nick Saban just, just crushed COVID, which is a ridiculous thing to think. Uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw multiple times, probably one in particular that we're both thinking of where he was just going off and he was right by, it. I mean, like if he did and have the ref it, just pulled up his, yeah, <laughs> pulled up his yeah, thing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't care. At some point you had a positive, if it was a false positive or whatever, if you're not showing, just coach from the, or at the very least, just keep your freaking mask on. Man, do you, man, do you, like if it was like a week out, two weeks out, yeah, great. But like three days prior and people, I mean, and plus like that morning he was up at the air, like if he was going to coach on the sidelines or whatever else or not. Yeah. Like, but man, like if it's that close, man, just be kind of aware. I mean, like, please hand an example for the rest of your state that, you know, thinks it's a hoax and all that stuff. Just, yeah, it's just, I, I do love it. He had a good one during that game Saturday night. But when he, when he gets on full on like Tasmanian devil, like tantrum mode, it's pretty great. Yeah. The arms and legs just start going and the headset <laughs> flies off. He just doesn't know how to control his limbs and everybody just, it's like the red sea that just part from around him. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. So yeah, those are my pod damn it's So, uh, two massively adult pod damn it's And then one that's just like, just be socially aware. Come on, man. We're just trying to fight the good fight. You're not really helping. I would say that those are all pretty responsible adult pod damn it's. Yeah. Like those are, yeah. Oh wait. Oh, she uh, guys just start like a separate dad cast. Like where you can just talk about how to be a good, you know, good citizen. Good actually, uh, uh, like actually, uh, well, last, God damn it, Rob. Well, I actually have one more pod. Damn it. Uh, that, hey, up, Kyle. We're, 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 we're navigating into college football hours here on this, on this broadcast. <laughs> we, we are wrap it up. Is this about the Could PTA at, at your daughter's school? Uh, or? No, not yet. Okay. She's not in school yet. Okay. <laughs> I made almost made Rob spit out his coffee. That's a win. That's the best thing that's going to happen to me this week. One day we will have PTA. Problems. Sorry, do your last. Sorry, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, just uh, just like my last one. Like if okay, like if you're going to pull out in front of somebody, uh, turning left to go the opposite way of a car uh, that's coming, and okay, like if someone does that, and and like if I honk the horn at you, being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Don't flip me off. You're the right. one to pull out in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's my last one. So. All right. Sorry. Joey, were you going to say something? You were checking your phone. Uh, I was actually, um, I just texted my youngest daughter to see. Oh. She wanted me to pick her up some lunch on the way home. Oh, wow. So my wife is at work today and I'm doing the podcast and you know, we're, we're, we're dadding it up. Mr. Oh. Mr. Momming it up. Wait. So, so is your youngest at home by herself? She is. Yeah. And how old is she? She's 11. Almost. Uh, she'll be 11 next week. Nice. I'm trying to think at what age did my parents leave me alone oh, by myself, but I'm sure it was super young. Yeah, yeah I, was I, I, I think it was a latchkey kid when I was probably, by the time I was like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just latchkey in it up, man. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Just Play. be home, be home by, be, be home by the time it's dark. Yeah. When the, when the street lights come on, yeah. you got 20 minutes. That was the rule. It's true. Playing stickball in the backyard. Mm -hmm. It's great. Well, is there anything else y'all want to talk about on this pod? I'm just going to close with, uh, Broncos have a huge game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, actually, hold on. Yeah, and we've got New Orleans. We got Hate Week. Yeah, we got, we got we do. Carolina. Oh, that's and, uh, right. And Saints that's right. This week. We do. Um, I hope Teddy shows New Orleans what they're missing out on. I, I hope. I would not be surprised if Carolina won that game. Yeah, same. I don't know, man. The Saints, if they do that, if Peyton has his way with Taysom Hill, oh, he the, does that one trick play oh, where Panthers he's the quarterback and then he runs. <laughs> Just we not. didn't. We didn't talk about that, but Rob has an article that just like essentially said 
that just teams don't give Taysom Hill the respect anymore because they know what's coming, which is totally accurate. It was validating his pod, damn it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It was actual it was. proof that it's valid. It literally crystallized my my feelings towards Taysom Hill. And look, I don't have against anything against the guy personally, and he's a good athlete, but it's like, come on, Sean, pick your pick your moments with him. Yeah. You've got you've got horses in the stable. Don't don't bring out the as if NFL ball. defensive coordinators are going, Oh, he's got a quarterback number. Or seven. Yeah, you can just see them he's, throwing up their hands like, what a, are we going to do? <laughs> he's he's in the shotgun. Surely he'll throw. Is he running? What What is he uh, doing? So no frustrating. Way. So yeah, we have hate week. And Joey, last thing I'll say before we wrap this thing up, were you expecting the Broncos to score? On field goals? On field goals only <laughs> this week or this past week? If you would have told me that they would beat Bill, Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, and the New England Patriots on the road, only kicking field goals, there's no chance I would have believed you. No, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Brandon McManus Broncos record six for six. Yeah. Six field goals. Yeah. He was my opponent's kicker. I think he got like 24 <laughs> points watching <laughs> that happen kicker. every five minutes. Like I think, I think the best my kicker just outscored both of my quarterbacks. That's I think, awesome. Yeah. The I kicker outscored my all my running backs combined. <laughs> I think my favorite tweet from the weekend was last night when we were all saying what we needed to have happen in our fantasy games. And uh, going into Monday Night Football, and Rob said, "I just need a solid eighty points from De- <laughs> Come on, DeAndre Hopkins. That was pretty good. Could happen. It All right, but it could. All right, and and I think that wraps up this week's podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Rate, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, I got that one right this time. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, do y'all have any parting words for our loyal pass receivers? Go Broncos. Yeah. Go Saints." Uh, wa- uh, listen, watch the session on air. Be cool to people. Don't back in in parking spots. And vote. And vote. 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 We have two weeks left. Vote, please. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Rob and I will not talk to each other for the whole week until the Panthers should we watch, beat that Saints Should ass. we watch the game together? I think we can do that. Oh, no. Actually, I can't. I have to tell you guys off air after that. Should Joey and I watch it without you? You're uh, You're going to have to, but <laughs> I will have an iPad during our rehearsal that we have on Sunday. Uh, okay. Uh. Yeah. So we'll see y'all next week. I'm crying right now because I want to watch football with my friends. <laughs>